Thanks to Airbnb for sponsoring this episode. Hi, Pashi. Hi, Sufi. A big annual event is coming up. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Not just Thanksgiving, which happens to all families across this great nation. The Myers Family Thanksgiving episode of Late Night with Seth Myers. Yeah. This is, I think, year nine. You'd know better than I would. It's your show, bro. Nothing, literally, <laughs> nothing, no recognition crossed your face when I said you're nine. You didn't seem impressed, amazed, or anything. You just looked at me I mean, me I don't like, know. You don't have a big, you know, you don't, no one gets a cake for the ninth year. I'm going to make a noise that matches Josh's expression when I said it was nine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been nine years. Now, here's the thing. It's very hard to book talk show guests on Thanksgiving. Obviously, that would make sense. Uh, so we double tape. We do two shows on Wednesday. And we decided early on it would be fun to have uh, our parents and you come on the show. It's a hit. People really like it. Mm -hmm. I hear about it all year long. Do you get any nerves anymore about uh, coming on? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I sang a song last year. It was a little stressful. Yeah. I feel like just as an actor, I get I get nerves anytime I do pretty much anything. I get nerves because uh, my parents are on TV. That's where all my nerves come from. <laughs> and I don't know why. I mean, it's resoundingly positive how much yeah. people enjoy the show. Now, yeah. I should note something. A couple of things. One, NBC has a NFL football game, the late game on Thanksgiving. That is the most anyone throughout the year watches a primetime program on NBC. And because of that, the late night with Seth Meyers episode on Thanksgiving is every year, no close second, the highest rated show of the year. This is a thousand percent because it follows an NFL football game. <laughs> what do you think mom and dad attribute that high rating to, Josh? To them being on the show. Yeah. And us as a family. Yeah, but I think they lean in because you've been on other times without them and it has not popped the ratings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's coming up. And uh, and that is very exciting. And also, we are going to record another episode with mom and dad. We are going to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to see a football an, game. An episode of the podcast. Yes, an episode of a podcast. Good for clarifying. See, look at how many episodes of things we're making these days. Yeah. Content. We're crushing it content-wise. <laughs> so we're going to do an episode of Family Trips. We're going to film it in an Airbnb in Pittsburgh because we are going there to see a Steelers game, which is also annual tradition. Yeah, we're going to record it, not film it. But We're sure. not going to film it. Oh, boy, a lot of notes today. <laughs> All of a sudden, the guy who was like nine, and he was like, you <laughs> took whatever uh, drug uh, Robert De Niro took in that movie Awakenings. Oh, boy. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> So, hey, you listen to this, and uh, we had one of our favorite episodes was uh, when our listeners sent in stories and questions. Here's what we're asking. We are going to be sitting with our parents, recording an episode of Family Trips, and if you have any questions for Hillary or Larry, questions about the Myers family, anything that you think might even start a little bit of a, of a dust-up with us. Oh, yeah. Poke the bear. Poke the bears. Go to www.speakpipe.com backslash family trips pod. That's speak pipe, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E. -E -E. Do speak pipe. Say it. Speak pipe. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? What do you want? I wanted you to pop your pee, but that was good. Do it like a 
Do it like a weird robot. Speak pipe. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Okay. I don't know if you wanted me to spell it again or... I don't know. I think what you did was great. I don't think anybody's okay. complaining about it. And the link to that speakpipe.com slash family trips pod will also be in the show notes. Show notes. Was that you doing speakpipe saying show notes? Show notes. <laughs> um, this is very exciting. So we uh, we have a very fun episode for you today. Our guests were hosts of another podcast we really love called Pod Crushed. And it is a, a very nice uh, brother or sister podcast. I don't know what you call it to ours because it is also about sort of your awkward teenage years. And it did seem like very much in, in the, to share some DNA with family trips. So this is Penn Badgley and his friends Nava and Sophie. And it's the first time we talked to three people who are not Heim sisters. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And yeah, they were great. They're really fun. And then also we did an episode of their podcast. So if you want to hear um, hear sort of what goes on on their show and hear about our awkward years in greater depth than we might go on to here, then check out Pod Crushed, um, which is really a, f- a fun podcast. It was also a reminder of how much, and again, I really enjoy hosting this podcast, but I, while I'm hosting it, even though I do it with you, and I feel like we have, look, some people have said a good natural chemistry. I'm very, the whole time I'm like, I'm hosting it, I'm hosting, I'm hosting. And then it was so nice to be a guest on a podcast. Yeah, uh, we've done that a couple of times and it is very relaxing. Very relaxing to be a guest on a podcast. We're really doing a great service to the people who come on ours. (laughs) You're not going to spend Thanksgiving with us because you've, you're going east with your fiance. Yeah. And you haven't come east in a lot of years and it's nice that you're going to be spending it with her family. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. What do you think you're going to eat? I don't know. There's a turkeyless vegan roast that Trader Joe's makes that I'm a real sucker for. Turkeyless. Yeah, because I'm vegan. I hope at this point everybody knows that. I hope they don't hold it against me, uh, but they might. Who knows? But I'm also, I'm not going to complain about whatever it is. I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll make do. You're very, you're very resilient. Yeah. I always got a pocket full of nuts and a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> And now they've told you legally to stop saying that around schools, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't say it around schools. Uh, All right. Please enjoy uh, this episode of Family Trips with the lovely host of Pod Crush. But first, listen to our friend, Jeff Tweedy. I feel God. like I'm watching TV. I don't feel like this is happening live. It's so strange. <laughs> I, do. I feel like I'm talking to professional <laughs> podcasters. This is what this is what I feel like. I mean, you are you you need you need the bump from us. It's we need clear. the bump from you. Clearly. We'll take the bump. Also, I definitely want to ask mostly my questions about the chest of drawers behind you. <laughs> this is are you, uh, are you redoing it? <laughs> these have been my my stepson is now fourteen. These have been his for a very long time, and he finally was like, "Ugh, I hate these," <laughs> and and that's what that is. And that was given to us by a friend. 
what I have to do, you, you'll know for Zoom, is if it's truly centered on this, it really looks bad. So I yeah, had to just sort of knock it. it. I had to just sort of knock it over and felt a bit silly. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on our podcast because that's what's happening now. And then very briefly, the tables will turn. Okay. Very briefly. So Are you excited. just giving us like 10 or 15 minutes? No, I'm gonna, you're going to do the full podcast. <laughs> Can I ask a question though? Because I'm far more relaxed about the idea of being a guest on your podcast. Do you feel when you're a guest, you can relax a little bit oh, that, since you don't so have to host? Yeah. So much. I don't know about my co-hosts here. You guys aren't as used to it. No, I, this is not our life like it is yours, <laughs> but, but it is way more chill. I keep being like, oh my God, where are the questions? Where is right? my stuff? Uh, are we recording? But I'm like, no, it's up to them. Yeah, you look relaxed. <laughs> okay, to be good. honest, I feel more nervous because I'm like, why, why are Sophie and I part of this? And is Seth and Josh, are they going to immediately regret not only inviting Fenn. <laughs> yes, that's true. So I should say when I just read some bio stuff about you guys, Nava and Sophie, it seems like your upbringing was massively more interesting than Penn's. Actually, that's, that's probably true. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. we were just doing Penn right now, I would think, I don't know how we're going to fill the whole hour. Yeah. I got two family trips for you. Okay? I got okay. there's very few. I do want to start with this because I saw a clip of you, Penn, saying that vacations are a construct. And I just want to, it's a perfect way to start this. Yeah. Because I have a lot of thoughts about it. I thought what you said was very interesting. This is, was only a 15-second clip. Do you want to make your argument real quick before we dig into it? Well, so you know what's funny? <laughs> what I recall saying, let me just give context. I was doing eight to ten hours of press in the Netflix building sure. um, during a press cycle for, for the last season of my show. And um, I said so many things. Right. That I can scarcely recall. I did see this, however, funnily enough, where I'm saying something like, um, vacation is uh, something of a construct because if you feel like you have to travel, go somewhere else in order to relax, ch chances are you're never really going to relax. And, and there's some truth to it. Here's the irony. Not two weeks later or something, I went on a vacation for the first time in years to, of all places... South Beach, Miami, hmm. during spring break. <laughs> we just went because it was easy. It was quick. It was the most basic trip. And I cannot tell you how much I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it. I was like, I, there, there wasn't a thing about it that I didn't like. It was amazing. So I was like. Was it oh. relaxing? It doesn't sound like the right well, place or time yeah. to go. Was it relaxing? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was because we were able to stay at my mother-in-law's apartment and just being at the beach, just having a horizon when you're in the middle, of, you know, this is like March in New York City yeah. where the where the winter has been long and there there's no horizon, you know? And just to have a horizon and like mm. maybe 5 to even 10 hours a day where you literally don't need to touch your phone if you don't have to, you know? Like it it was just that that part of it I just loved and the warmth, you know? I was so down for that vacation. And it was a vacation. I mean, we were doing the things. We went and saw crocodile, or uh, what, alligators? Yes. And were people on the streets sort of yelling at you like, hey, I thought you said it was yeah. a construct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, exa that's exactly what was happening. Um, it, it, it was definitely a bit much me being where I was. So I, I'd have to be strategic about going outside with the family and stuff. But even then. Even the longer okay. the press day for Penn, the more esoteric and cynical his <laughs> comments become. Absolutely. It's so true. <laughs> That's fair, though. Uh, those are those have to just be brutal. 
doing that many hours back to back of, I imagine, the same questions. They are. For the most part, over and over. They are. And for some reason, I choose to do this thing where I, I think about the question and answer it authentically. And it is, it's draining. It's draining. Yeah. 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 Right. That's very nice that you don't just go on autopilot and have your canned answers. I do want to say to you three, this is the second time that we're interviewing three people at once. The first time was the Heim sisters. Oh, so cool. we're going to see if you guys have the same connection <laughs> as three. I think you'll find it's a little stronger. As three sisters. <laughs> Pretty tight. You, all right. So you guys have known each other for almost 10 years. Is, or, um, is that about right? I think, I think so. that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have known each other longer. Longer. Than, yeah. I think, well, maybe yes. 11. Maybe no. that's obnoxious. No, we met when years? I was 18. And right? you're 29. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, this isn't a math podcast, guys, but you did nail they it. They are teachers, but, you know, yeah. no big deal. I think Penn and I have known each other last time. Five years, eight, maybe? Something like eight. Oh, I mean, eight we would have met eight, yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. But became friends ago. five years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's my question. So at what point would the trio of you... Would you say that you were officially a group of friends? Five? When we started the podcast. Yeah, okay, it would have gotcha. been a podcast. And it and it tests that. It definitely yeah. strains. It yeah. strains the friendship it created. Would you say the podcast is the reason you're friends or you have uh, the podcast because you were friends already? Okay, so Nava here is the is yes. the is the focal point. Yes. I have a company with Nava. We are friends. Mm -hmm. And then and then Nava's also friends with Sophie and David. We were we were cool, but we weren't like hanging out yeah, all the time. You know what I mean? Like I I, I love Sophie and David. Um, I'm just not but, friends with them. But, but yeah, but, but <laughs> I'm just not I'm enough learning to... a lot right now. <laughs> no, but the truth. But the truth is, we didn't know each other that well. We really didn't. Yeah. And yeah. and and I don't think we. If you had asked us a year prior to the podcast starting, if you had asked us. Do you think you'll ever be hosting a podcast with that no. guy? He'd be like, what? <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, it's true. And so, yeah. Nava, you obviously, though, thought these pieces would fit together. Do we attribute yeah. the idea that you thought, you know what, Sophie, Penn, and I, this will be good. This will be good alchemy. Yeah, and originally, Sophie's husband, too, was part of it. So I thought the original idea for our podcast was going to be more centered on relationships than it currently is. And I was like, oh, like a cool young young couple a celebrity to reel in the other celebrities. I was basically just using pen and then like a single person and sort of like all of us sharing from our different vantage points. And then the idea evolved quite a bit. But actually, I would say the three of us are really sweet and we each bring something different to the table. So it's been really nice. Although Penn's right. Sometimes it is a strain on the friendship too. <laughs> and so how did, how did David uh, take it when you guys kicked him right out of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he cried for he a few days. He was heartbroken. No, he actually recused himself he was he, he did. realized uh -huh. yeah, he, he recorded down. a couple episodes with david as a host too and then uh, before we ever released the podcast and then he quickly was like mm, i don't know i don't know about <laughs> yeah. this you could see it on uh, his face he was just like it, <laughs> it like w if i recall we kind of suggested it but he was sort of like oh yes thank you yeah. <laughs> were yeah. those episodes sort of scrubbed from the record or did they ever come out no, he was just edited out of them. There's like, I think there's one episode. He, there's an episode with Iowa Debris, if anyone listens, where you can hear David like twice. Sorry. Yeah, and we I just don't, we don't acknowledge it. <laughs> random. No, but he is sort of like a character. He is sort of like a character on our podcast because yeah. he still does, he does all the audio. So he's gotcha. in the room always. And so sometimes we refer to him. So 
For some people, it's like a nice Easter egg. It's like, oh, there was David. You yeah. could hear him laugh. <laughs> it also means that he had to edit himself out of those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty cruel. Pretty cruel at Pride Crash. It's yeah. like hiring a hitman and giving him a folder with a picture of himself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, so Nava, I want to start with you. Uh, okay. Born in California, but grew up in Puerto Rico. It mm-hmm. strikes me that you've lived a great many places. But when you were young... In Puerto Rico, where did you vacation uh, within Puerto Rico? Did you travel a lot with your family? So we did both. We did internal tourism. So I grew up in San Juan on the coast in a city, in a part of San Juan called Condado and on Condado Beach. So, but we never went to our beach. So we would go to like the western side of the island and go to the beaches there. That was like a big part of it. It was always beach centric if we did internal tourism. Why did you not go to your beach? Like, because we're idiots. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why we didn't go to our beach. Also, the fact that all of our trips were beach centric would suggest that we loved the beach, but we hardly ever went to our beach growing up. And it was literally right there. Like we grew up on the beach. And was it as beautiful as the West Coast beaches or was it? Like, these are rocky, and the West Coast is sand, so we we prefer that. It was beautiful, but the West Coast was clear water, and this was murky water. Okay. It wasn't, like, too harsh or wavy. It was literally right. murky versus clear. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, and, I, I probably to make it feel like more of an adventure, we would go on the West Coast. We did use our beach sometimes, but not that frequently. How long did it take you to get to the uh, West uh, Coast? About three hours. Two to oh three hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that you've got to really like clear water. <laughs> really clear water and we would book we would book a little like hotel or a little bed and breakfast we would stay for a couple days and then there's an island this is actually back to the east coast there's an island called Culebra uh, I guess because it's supposed to be like shaped like a snake Culebra means snake and that has a beach called Flamenco Beach which at one point was like ranked top 10 in the world and that is truly one of the most stunning beaches you can go to on very special occasions we would go to Culebra so you would take like a little boat and go to this island so that was a lot of it and then a lot of it was nearby Caribbean islands so like Tortola or St. John. So like I said, all beach-centric vacations uh, in the Caribbean. That was what we most commonly did. Yeah. And you have uh, one sibling? Yes. I have a sister named Jenna. Uh, and my parents are Tommy and Farinaz. And was uh, Jenna how close in age? Jenna was three years older than me. And did you guys get along well? Jenna and I <laughs> fought a lot. We're very close now. I'm trying to think at what point, and I think she and I have different perspectives on it, so I don't want to out my perspective too much, but I think we weren't that close until she went to college. We fought a lot. We fought a lot. Yeah. We were the source of all the drama on the family trips. We still are sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. What would sort of work up your uh, your ire against one another? Just existing in the same car on these like, <laughs> uh-huh. drives. I'm trying to think what we would fight about. Stupid things. I remember our friends, because like kids fight, but I remember our friends would point out that our fights seemed particularly stupid, like absurd. And it would be like, you said the wrong word. And they'd be like, no, that is how you pronounce that word. And she'd be like, no, you pronounce it. Th-. Like, you're so self-righteous. It would be like the tiniest thing would set us <laughs> off and then we'd be like at each other's. Can, can I ask, what language w- were these arguments in? Cause English. You... For the okay. most part, English. Yeah. We speak Spanish and Persian, but... Most things happened in English, yeah. Would your parents also, if someone told you to be quiet or if like you were uh, mm-hmm. reprimanded, would that also be in English? Was would you, yeah. were you bouncing around languages? My mom would often scold us in Persian, my dad <laughs> yeah. in English, yeah. Okay. Also, my dad didn't scold us that much. He, he let my mom be the bad cop yeah. most of the time. That's yeah. what I am choosing to do with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was going. Going. classic man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have two sons and, and I have a two-year-old daughter, but my boys are seven and five. And 
the the seven and talking. This is just a good stupid argument because the seven year old was yelling at the five year old and he was crying to us and he said, "Axel pushed me and he hasn't even said anything about it." Aww. And then Axel said, "Okay, I will say something about it." You are stupid. And it was really, <laughs> and then it was that thing. It was so well delivered yeah. that it was very laugh? hard not to laugh yeah. and enjoy how how much yeah. he had just burned his older brother. <laughs> oh, he's the younger one. Wow. The younger one is yeah. Oh. He's the one. He's loaded up with zingers. It's a real problem for the older one. <laughs> and did you ever travel to the states? I mean, you were, obviously you were yeah. born in California. Did you ever come back here when you were kids? Were those big trips? I, the first trip I remember coming back for, I had a cousin who got married in California when I was 12. I think we came for that. The first vacation we took, we went to Disney World in Florida. I think that was the first vacation we ever took to the U.S. It was great. I loved it. Magical. Mm, Were yeah. you really excited as a 12-year-old? Is That that seems a little maybe late for a first trip. <laughs> no. To <laughs> okay. the U.S. I was so excited. Also, my dad had a twin brother and he was an Imagineer. So he got us like free tickets to all the parks. And then we knew like behind the scenes stories. And yeah, I think that was one of my favorite family trips. We loved it. It was it was wonderful. By the way, the fact that I mean, twin brother is cool enough, but Imagineer is really doubling down. And I also want to stress because I did just learn that an Imagineer is somebody who builds rides at amusement parks. Yes. That's correct, right? Oh, thank you. Because I didn't know and I didn't want to ask. But it's specifically (laughs) Disney World, right? Yes. Yes. There aren't Imagineers that work for Ford. Right. Yeah, so he 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 was the head artistic designer of the Asia part of Animal Kingdom. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. And I'm just going to shout out John. He was the head designer of Disney Tokyo. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. So he I mean, he I hope great. you were dining out on that as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we were in Puerto Rico. We were too isolated to take advantage of them. <laughs> Have you ever been to Tokyo, the Disneyland in Tokyo? No, I'd really like to go. Yeah. Have you ever been to Tokyo? No, I've never been to Japan. That's a that's my number one most want to do. You haven't been yet? Working for NBC, it's been really nice when they have the Olympics. You can go to the Olympics. And there was one in Japan, in Tokyo. And then it was the COVID Olympics, so we couldn't go. But that was our plan Aww. of when to go. Maybe this podcast can sponsor a Tokyo trip. Yeah, I was going to say, how can we somehow leverage this like, podcast into yeah. a Tokyo trip? I heard a Nissan ad. Maybe Nissan will. <laughs> Josh and I are going, but we're bringing David. Oh. <laughs> I actually did get to go to Tokyo. I went. Uh, I was a freelance writer for this ad agency, and they brought the whole agency to Tokyo. And somehow I got tapped to go as well. And they did have to have sort of some internal meetings, and they would all get together to talk about things that needed to be worked on at the agency. But I was just a freelance guy, so I'd go off and check out a temple or you know, figure yeah. out how to use the subway system or go to this cool neighborhood that somebody told me about. And then I'd get back and I was like, how was your meeting? And like, they were like, people were crying, people were fighting. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to be a freelance writer here. Um, but it was amazing. It's, uh, it's really something else. You guys should check it out. Sophie, where did you grow up? I grew up in a series of seven different countries. Um, My dad worked for UNICEF, so we moved around every two to five years. But the bulk of my childhood, like where most of my memories are, are the Philippines and then China. So I was in Manila and then Beijing. And so obviously it seems like the very... Your very existence was going to a lot of places that people would maybe go on vacations. But because you traveled so much, would you just stay close for family vacations in those years? No. So, well, sometimes we had like a few vacations 
that were just like purely vacation. Not very many, but most of the time, most of our travel went towards my mom is from the UK and my dad is from the US. And so most of our travel was traveling back home to visit family. I recently saw a video where someone was talking about like, you know, we, we invest in we invest our money and that pays dividends. But then you can invest in in lots of things. And one of them is memories and travel. And and that's what my parents did. Like they spent like a really large portion of their yearly income on just flying back home, flying back to the U.S. Um, every year. Yeah. To visit family. That was a priority for them. You have multiple siblings? Yeah. I have two older siblings, an older brother and then a sister and then me. And were you excited about those trips home? Like oh, when yeah. you went? Okay. Oh, yeah. It was huge. The, the things I was excited about was like staples. I loved staples, but there's nothing the like staples. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was wondering too, it's like, are, do you mean like milk and bread? <laughs> no, no. Staples, Best Buy, Target. <laughs> Those yeah. were like the highlight. I would like think about them all year. There was one period of time where we were living in Albania and there was no imported goods. And um, so we would, over the summer, buy a ton of things. My mom, my mom would buy Betty Crocker icing so that like for our birthdays throughout the year, she could ice Aww. our cakes. Wow. And I would go, they were like in this special closet in the pantry and I would go and just like, dip my finger into these Betty Crocker icing tins. Would you yeah. try to dip in a way that it would not be recognizable? Oh, yeah. Try to smooth yeah. it over. <laughs> you can only do it so many times. But My fiance used to buy frosting when she was a little girl and keep it under her bed. or she, Maybe she would steal it and she would just keep, have like a tin of frosting under her bed. Yeah. As a, a, little, quick as a nice little snack. <laughs> she, uh, uh, Josh's fiance is a beautiful woman with only one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have it all. Yeah, I soon Can't might have only one tooth, honestly. I went to the dentist. It was not <laughs> <laughs> of the places you lived did you have a favorite as a kid I think probably like looking back Beijing was my favorite because I was there for high school and mm -hmm. so I was like the most independent and I could kind of explore the city sort of on my own like I would take the subway places I think I would say Beijing was my favorite were you in an international school or were you yeah so my parents knew we would be moving every two to five years because of my dad's work. And so the only way they could keep our education consistent was to put us in international schools. Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. It's interesting. The more we talk to people, we realize a lot of people, first time they were on a plane was 14, 15. But it seems like you would probably fly around a great deal based on where your parents yeah. were living. Yeah, yeah. I think the first move we did, we were living in Papua New Guinea when I was born and we moved to Pakistan when I was one. Probably not a direct flight, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there's direct flights many places from Papua New Guinea. Do you remember as a kid, like, flying and, like, what your parents would expect of you in the in the age before iPads? Although you might be, you might have been at the early era. No, there were no, there was no iPads, no, like, my first phone, smartphone, was when I was 18. Gotcha. Um. So that that kind of stuff didn't exist, but I actually am blanking. Like my my memory, my only memory of being on a plane was we would often fly because we don't we're not Christian, we don't celebrate Christmas, and so we would often try and fly on the twenty fifth. And I remember we did go on a vacation to Malaysia, and we traveled 
on Christmas Day. And so the plane was nearly empty. I was probably like nine or 10 at this point. And I found a row to sleep in. And it was right around the time that that movie Flight Plan came out, which is a story of a kid getting kidnapped by the flight attendants. <laughs> and the flight attendant went up to my parents who were like at the front of the plane and just said, leaned over and was like, have you ever seen Flight Plan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have many memories of like how I, how I would entertain myself, probably with my siblings. Yeah. 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 A row to yourself is such gold as oh, yeah. a child. Like, because, you know, sometimes people will talk about like being adults and like, oh, I had the whole row. And it's like, that's not, that doesn't work for <laughs> a, a human, like a full size human to like lay down. That's not a bed. Um, but when you're a kid, it that's can be full class. bed. Yeah. 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 It's true. I love that. Yeah. So, Penn, you said you have two, you've taken two vacations in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Not in my life. It was growing up, and it's not many more now. Uh, it's not. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it's not. You know, when we when we first talked about doing this podcast, I had heard like the Myers Brothers, and stuff. I and then uh, then the title I didn't encounter until later, listening to your to your show, and I was like, oh, oh, family trips. Oof. Do I? Ha-? So the only one that I could immediately recall w- was going to Hawaii with my father when I was like nine or 10. And this is because my mother was working as like a phone rep for Northwest Airlines. I'm pretty sure they don't exist anymore. They've, they've, yeah, there's no no, way. I think they're now like Delta KLM world. Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons she took the job, I think, was was because you could get standby flights for like literally $10 or something. It, you know, so there was this fantasy of really cheap flights anywhere. But then I think with the fine print and then the fact that you can't really travel that often anyway, we went on one trip and we couldn't even take my mom because she had to work, and it, and it <laughs> that was seems not deeply unfair. <laughs> so yeah. she took the job, and then yeah, your, your dad mean, got I, to go to Hawaii. You know, again, like it, it's it, like this is this is it's not um it's not a fun. Maybe it's funny because it was so miserable. Um, Aww. So there's a few things I remember. I remember getting wrapped in um the tentacle of a jellyfish <laughs> in the in the water. Uh huh. Early in the trip? Uh, hard to recall. My father and I are driving in, um, by the way, a white Jeep Wrangler, which was really Ooh, exotic feeling hot. in in Hawaii. Yeah. I had just gotten like a, a Quicksilver, a, a corduroy Quicksilver wallet with a chain. That's a very nice purchase. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So purchase. And, and I think white corduroy shorts. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> and by the way, I had just... As a as an eight nine ten year old gained a lot of weight because we had just moved to the northwest of America and I was having a really tough time in life and I really didn't want to take my shirt off at the beach that was just a thing it was like as I can recall it then it was it was really a thing so we're driving and like we saw this somewhat deserted beach you know it just was like we're driving in a place where you don't ordinarily stop. But there's nothing. There's nothing there. There's no signs, whatever. So I don't know. We just stop, walk through this little jungly patch, and then we're on the beach. And so I go in, and I went in without my dad. So I'm just kind of there in, in, in this wide open expanse of beach, just like sort of alone and like kind of trying to figure out something to do, enjoying it. But and then I there was this like thread coming out of my bathing suit, 
and it was like a plaid bathing suit. So I remember thinking that the thread looked exactly like the plaid. It like had the same striations and stuff. It was so I just keep pulling at it, and I'm and it's and then I realize it's wrapped around me, and then I start to really really sting, and then and then I keep pulling at it, and then I realize like I'm wrapped in a in like a little baby, and then. I don't know that it was one of the really deadly ones. Obviously, I'm not dead, but I, but 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 the signs that I saw that we saw later were like were like warning, you know, like it was mm. it was a bad sight. We shouldn't yeah. have been yeah. there. I don't know why it didn't hurt more or like affect me more. But the one thing I've never heard about uh, jellyfish is if you get one on it, don't antagonize it by just pulling at it. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing because I think I found the little body. It was like a baby. And but it was its tentacle was so long. Mm. That was just that's my memory. Mm. And so I spent the night in a bathtub of of meat tenderizer. I remember that was like the thing. Wow. Huh. I hesitate to ask, but did your dad have to pee on you? Yeah. No. But I wanted to know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, that wasn't that that wasn't um, on our radar okay. at all. I think. I also don't know if it's actually what you're supposed to do. I feel like. I've yeah. heard recent yeah. things. It's like, that's not what you do. I think, I, yeah, recently I've also heard that this was maybe a very long con by some people who are <laughs> looking for <laughs> excuses to pee on people. I went to, I just, that just brought a memory back of, I went to the, to the beach with another family and there was a girl my age and we, we wanted to prepare in case we got <laughs> stung by jellyfish. So we decided it was a good idea to, to pee in cups Oh, yeah, have it ready. Just have it ready. Just, just prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so we then transferred them into bottles and they Whoa. were just laying, you know, our families had like this like little tent on the beach and that this oh, no. just looks like apple juice or something. No. And we got in so much trouble. Oh, but I thought I, <laughs> nobody drank it. they found out. No, nobody drank it. I feel like you were just prepared for <laughs> yeah. a horrible yeah. eventuality and Slightly had off something camera. gone wrong. There's a little bottle of pee. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, just right. okay. <laughs> you know I will that. say we uh, we went to the beach uh, this summer uh, uh, with the kids, and someone like an adult walked over, a friend of my in laws, and said, "Oh, I heard there's jellyfish," and I just was like, "Buddy, now my kids aren't going to go in the water for the next month. <laughs> just keep it to yourself." Yeah, that actually brings up a memory for me. My mom, she's passed away, but this is an, an odd thing to say, but she had like moments of clairvoyance. And there was a trip. So we went to a, we were going to a little island, offshore island called Gilligan's Island. And we were like pulling out of our condo. And my mom made my dad turn around and go back. And he was like very frustrated. We had to catch a boat. And he was like, why? And she's like, I left something upstairs. And he was like, Farinaz, we're going to be late. And she was like, I have to get it. I have to get it. So she goes upstairs and she comes down with a bottle of rubbing alcohol. And my dad is like going to lose his mind. He's like, why do you need rubbing alcohol for the And she's like, I don't know. I just had a feeling I needed to bring rubbing alcohol. My dad is like in a bad mood on the drive to this island. We make it. There's like a part of the water that has, I think, mangroves. So it's like bamboo trunks in the water. And it had a strong current. And I was trying to swim against the current. And I got really tired. So I go to rest on these mangroves. And basically, it's like a hive of jellyfish. Oof. So they sting both my legs. And I get paralyzed. I couldn't swim out. And so my sister came in and like swam me out to the shore. But basically, it was like enough poison that it could have caused severe damage. But the rubbing alcohol like helped uh, heal the poison. So it was extremely painful. Like She poured the, the rubbing alcohol over my legs before we could make it back to the main Oof. island to go to a hospital. 
Um, but it like prevented my legs from some sort of like major damage. The fact wow. that she had brought that rubbing alcohol. Aww. Yeah. That's incredible. So, amazing. It was a very strange. Yeah. Did it get to a point where if she ran back in the house to get something, you would then know what the disaster would be? <laughs> it's like, why didn't you just tell me not to rest at the mangroves? Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and hear from some of our sponsors. Hi, Paji. Hi, Sufi. I'm very excited because the holiday season is coming up. I am going to have mom and dad for Thanksgiving. I believe you're probably going to have them for Christmas. Is this correct? This is correct. And I think we both do a very good job of planning big, special meals. You cook a Christmas dinner. You have a Thanksgiving dinner. You go out to restaurants. And sometimes, all of a sudden, you realize, oh, no, I have no idea what we're eating today. And that is why... Factor is incredible. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. It can help you fuel up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You save time, eat well, stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just can get overwhelmed with these big holiday meals and sort of for those meals around them, it's nice to maybe be able to skip going to the grocery store, all the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, while still getting all the flavor and nutritional quality you need. You know how dad acts like he's the king of England? Yeah, without the accent. Yes, it's like if the king of England grew up in Pittsburgh, he expects to be treated like royalty is what I'm saying. So you can't tell him it's time once again for leftovers from the exceptional meal you made last night. And this summer, we had them at the house, and all of a sudden I remembered, oh my God, this is great. We ordered our factor meals this week. Dad, do you want sweet potato grits and sage chicken? Or if not that, how about chicken Alfredo pasta? He was as happy as I'd ever seen him. He took off that crown he wears and wiped his tears with it. <laughs> Head to factormeals.com slash trips50 and use code trips50 to get 50% off. That's code trips50 at factormeals.com slash trips50 to get 50% off. This episode of Family Trips is brought to you by Nissan. Posh, these days too many people have to settle for the next best thing, especially when it comes to choosing a car. Yeah, but at Nissan, there's a vehicle type for everyone, for every driver who wants more. Whether you want more adventure, more electric, more action, more guts, or more turbocharged excitement, Nissan is here to make sure you get it. Because Nissan is all about giving people a whole spectrum of thrills to choose from with a diverse lineup of vehicles. Sports cars to sedans to EVs, pickups, crossovers with Nissan's diverse lineup. Anyone can find something to help them reach their more. What are you looking for more of, Josh? I like a nice ride. I like a nice sound system. I like something that's, yeah, that's comfortable. You like to have room to load up a bunch of gear, go somewhere do an adventure i do i'm never happier than when i have sort of a, a full car a roof rack on my car makes me happy and all i need is a cup holder for an iced coffee and nissan can provide you with both of those things so thanks again to nissan for sponsoring this episode of family trips and for the reminder to find your more learn more at nissanusa.com the first time i went to hawaii is the only time i've ever rented a jeep wrangler because it just feels like the right kind of car to be driving there but we got like a hard top and we got to the car rental place near the airport and we popped the roof off and started driving and instantly it started teeming rain oh, and no. it was we were soaked the interior of the car was soaked and we had to like pull over and like sloppily try to put this roof back on <laughs> uh did not know what we were doing and it was like oh i got burned by this i should have taken the sedan yeah i'm i'm pretty <laughs> sure we had the same thing yeah i'm pretty sure i can like recall 
I can just f- have a sense memory of my dad swearing as he like tries to figure out the um you know like the rubber windows, the plastic yeah. windows. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the rubber. That's so funny. I do feel like at the Hertz in Honolulu, they call the uh, Wrangler the sucker. <laughs> <laughs> like so, they just know they're like, we'll get some sucker in the Wrangler. They're yeah. gonna think they're Mister Hawaii. Yeah. All right. So that was your one trip. Oh, I should say real quick because you mentioned it. The um, uh, working for an airline and getting the standby tickets. Oh, so yeah. we had a, a cousin, right, who worked for yeah. American Airlines, and I was living in Amsterdam, and this used to happen a lot. But Josh flew over on one of these tickets to visit me. And then for, I want to say, five days, you would go to the airport to fly standby and then just not get on the plane. Yeah, I wasn't getting on the plane. My girlfriend at the time, like a college girlfriend, I want to say I was still in college, was coming to visit uh, our parents. Like she was going to come stay with me at our house. And eventually she was there. And my parents were like, we have to, we have to just buy you a ticket. We can't keep <laughs> waiting for you to make it on standby for this oh $50. It was like it was insanely cheap. And it, if it works, it's amazing. But when it doesn't work and you keep going to the airport. What a nightmare. And then your girlfriend is hanging out with your parents uh, <laughs> alone. Is that why you broke up? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a factor. <laughs> Didn't help. My parents are great. You don't want to spend, if you're dating uh, one of us, you don't want to spend three straight days with our parents without one of us around. <laughs> Your parents seem amazing. Yeah, they, they do. Are, we are, our parents are amazing. Yeah, they're great. We're bracing ourselves because every year on my show, bracing makes it sound negative, but there's some truth to it. So every year for Thanksgiving, it's very hard to get uh, talk show guests on Thanksgiving uh, for their obvious reasons. And so since the first year of our show, the guests on our show have been my parents and mm-hmm. Josh. And uh, every year people are like, are they going to do it again? And I was like, do you know how uncomfortable the conversation would be if I had to tell my parents you're not going to be on the show this year? (laughs) (laughs) They've come to expect it. They're going to be on forever. They also, like, you get paid sort of, you know, the SAG minimum or whatever it is. Uh, It's like $1,200 to be on a talk show. And my mom is so excited to get that check in the mail. I would be too. (laughs) Yeah. And then they rerun it and you get like $800 for that. And she wow. she go. calls herself an heiress, and uh, <laughs> she says they contribute to her heiress funds. Yeah. She talks about the $2,000 like she lives off it all year. <laughs> That's really sweet. <laughs> We've got a lot, of, a, a lot to, to deal about that. All right, so you had one to why. Do you, do you have another one, Penn, that you remembered? We, again, we lived in Washington State at this point in this phase. And by the way, Shortly after this period, my parents would divorce, and then I would move to L.A. with my mom and basically start working. And then the only time I would travel again was for work, you know, like once I was in my 20s. So we rented an RV, like a small RV, and drove around the um, the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. And And I recall, you know, meeting all these different families at different lakes. There's not a lot I can recall, but it was like, you know... I would say the morale and the environment my parents were able to foster on a trip, it was, the bar was low. Like the bar, the bar, you know, the bar was very low. So it just, it just, I think, and I was an only child, you know? So it was, it's just one of these things where like, we just were not a family that did this and it didn't, it just didn't work well for us. 
do you think there was an expectation going into it, which is, you know what? I think if we do this RV thing, which is a very stereotypically American vacation, everything's going to click together. And the three yes. of us are going to be our best selves. And how quickly yeah. on the trip do you think everybody realized that wasn't going to be the case? I think like getting into the RV. <laughs> I think it was like like an RV. An RV is uh, and you know what? I think it's be- my mom was selling RVs at this point. My mom was always <laughs> all your kidding. vacations are based on your I'm mom. Not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Like she, so so my mom was very successful as a, as a broker in the 80s and like late 70s on Wall Street. She was like she proved to have this like quality to be able to sell. You know, mm-hmm. and so once we were a family, she would just constantly be finding a, a relatively short-term job to to sell things. And so the same summer, I th- I'm pretty sure she was selling um, Nescafe. So we would like drive around in our conversion van, and like she, it was, was she? Were we like door to door selling Nescafe? I don't know why we had a car <laughs> full of Nescafe so and why trip. we were always driving around. <laughs> no, so so then so then, but then this RV is different. Um, Okay. Because I'm pretty sure the Nescafe would have been like a part-time thing. Uh, uh, the RV, she sold RVs for a while. And I think that was why we were able to rent one. It was like, you know, super cheap. It was like driving around the three-hour radius of our backyard, you know, in the, in the Northwest. And, it, and you know, it actually very beautiful. Like I have really um, kind of special potent memories of like the incredible beauty of of Washington state, but it's like, you know, kind of like a sad kid alone in the woods, that kind of beautiful, not like, um, ha ha funny. Like sort of like indie music. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah, like exactly. Penn, so much of my early, like tween agehood is me wanting to be a character in a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, I remember we, we moved to a new house at one point, and Miserable I would, and alone. What do you like? Which, like I would imagine <laughs> myself white corduroy shorts, chubby, little chubby. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take you. Really was short. It, like, was there any part of you that was like, "This is, this is cool," like to be kind of like moody in the woods? No, I would say. Hmm. I mean, you know me well enough to, like, physically, I am a naturally very pretty skinny person like it's hard for me to gain weight i would say the fact that i got chubby was not just the like pre-hormonal stage i'd say you know it was like i was i was i was i was going through a a phase of depression as a as a this is why we have our show part this is what i bring to our show because we talk about you know depression and misery (laughs) yeah exactly the misery alt wasn't all bad. You had that Quicksilver wallet. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it's like, it's, again, it's easy to recall the very special, I think what you're trying to bring out, Sophie, is like, there were things that I loved and could really appreciate, but it, it, it wasn't light. It just wasn't light. Yeah. And, it, and it was, uh, you know, I did love, like, music was an incredible solace. And, and I do think actually the outdoors um, in Washington State was was an incredible solace. What were you listening to? Or like, what genre, where were you? And were you listening, when you were in a car, were you with your parents, did you have to like listen on headphones? Yeah, yeah, Discman, okay. or a, a, yeah, Discman then. I would have been listening to mostly rap and, and jazz. I really got into jazz at that age. It's funny, jazz makes sense, but because you said you liked music in the outdoors, like rap in the outdoors don't seem like, <laughs> it's very fun. Like, I just like to put on some rap yeah. and just like go, you know, connect with just nature relax. and watch the yeah. sunset. Here's what I actually loved about rap was the samples, you yeah. know, and, and, and at that age, you, you know, you're not, 
exactly going to understand how to read the liner notes and find the samples and all that stuff and go back to the Isley Brothers or whatever. But that is really what I was loving. And then, you know, the, the, the conscious rap that would come out a bit later, I really loved and was really moving. But I hear you. I mean, you know, Puff Daddy, No Way Out was... Um, it, yeah, it's not like a it's not like a yeah. Northwest Rainforest soundtrack, <laughs> but it is the only record I can really recall. There's also yeah. Genuine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who tried to get me to Nine Inch Nails, uh, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, that's true because you were. I mean, you actually were part of or near enough to a, a musical moment that was happening. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Nirvana and all that. And it, but I just I couldn't get into rock. I really didn't like. I just was really all like rap and jazz. Then. That was another weird thing about our family is we collectively agreed on the music. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of music were you guys listening to on your family trips? I think, you know, John Prine is a musician, uh, a sort of a singer-songwriter from, you know, folky. And we listened to a lot of that and Bob Dylan. We listened to one Stevie Winwood album. Steve Winwood. Yeah, but he was a... F I, we, I consider him family, so he... Stevie. <laughs> It's Stevie yeah. Winwood and Steve Nicks, right? Am I getting that? Uh -huh. Nicks, no. mm -hmm. uh -huh. That's that's exactly it. Yeah, back in the high life. Was that back the in one? the high life? That was big. Anita yeah. Baker. We listened to a lot of Anita Baker. Yeah, that Rapture album because we had vinyl, and our mother would always play an album when she was cooking. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know how to create uh, Spotify playlists. Yeah. And she has Spotify and she has Sonos. So I have her login details and I will log in as her and try and add playlists to her playlists now. Aww. So sweet. This is an album that I know you like. And I'm not trying to throw her new music. I'm like, here, this has Annie Lennox and Bette Midler. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've created sort of like a diva playlist for you mm. or this is like Florence and the Machine who I know she has said that she likes and I try to I try to feed her things that she will be able to play and I hope she, I hope she's listening to them Josh is so much better at this than me Josh tries very hard to enrich my parents life and help them through things like technology whereas I have no patience <laughs> when my mom shows me your phone and asks me to help first of all the font on the text is so, so big, big. Yeah. It's, that you, it's like one word yeah. She's like, can you read this email? And I'm like, the whole you're just like scrolling forever because it's there's just crazy. Yeah. So Josh is uh, Josh is far better that way. I mean, I know I'm wearing glasses now. It helps me to to see all of you, but I don't think my font is that big. And occasionally, people will look at my phone and be like, "Whoa!" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, it's not a whoa, is it? Uh, yeah, you have like a special empathy for your parents uh, that Seth yeah, doesn't have. Yeah. <laughs> my my mother's uh, iPhone is is like a portal for chaos because she's a bit hard of hearing. And so the, the, the ringer is so loud and it flashes and it buzzes. And then, and then yeah. like, say if she's with my three-year-old, I'll like maybe go grab it. And then I do the same thing. I open it. It's so bright. The text is so large. And then I see her inbox and it's like, mom, you are subscribed to, to, to literally probably over 100. You know, I mean, I'm just like, she is being preyed upon by all yeah. the digital forces and it, it's just chaos. And I'm like, mom, how do you deal with this? How on earth are you dealing with this inbox? I think she's just trying to, she's just trying to pay it for it for years. She was knocking on doors selling Nescafe. Yeah, she's right, like, right, this right. is, you know what? I get it. These bots, listen, these bots are trying. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. 
And I was out there. I was pounding the pavement back in the day. I'm trying to say which one of your uh, parents sounds more like they were in the CIA. Penn, who vaguely knows what his mom was doing. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Or Navo. That's a good cover story. Like the, you guys, yeah. the amount of places you were. It's like that. Oh, no, not no. Sophie, right? You were the yeah. one. Sophie. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unicef was a great cover. Yeah, Unicef yeah. yeah. I think it sounds okay. so sweet. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. doing it for the children. No, yeah. My, I was just going to say that my mom is actually very tech savvy, but then she's recently been sending me reels, so many reels. She just sends them all day. And then she'll call me, did you watch my reels? I'm like, no, <laughs> not yet. But the other day she sent me on Instagram, she sent me a link to a Facebook video like a facebook version of a reel i was like okay it's starting to get she's starting to lose it it's like mm. she's she's gone from tech savvy she's starting to devolve a little bit yeah hey we're gonna take a quick break and hear from some of our sponsors hi Pashi. hi sufi i think i have a favorite airbnb which is when i was at snl a bunch of the cast members you as well mm -hmm. we went to amsterdam which is where you and i used to work yeah and we spent a few days and we decided to stay at a couple of Airbnbs, and it was just great. They were right next to each other, and one of them had a hot tub. Do you remember the hot tub? I do. A balcony hot tub. If you'd have told me, does Amsterdam have hot tubs, I would have said, that's insane. You're crazy. <laughs> you know, and I think every now and then, you get an Airbnb for the extra space, maybe for a little backyard, but also don't underestimate getting an Airbnb just because it has a crazy thing. Yeah. That you're never gonna have in your own house. And I mean, you know me, I'm a huge fan of hot tubs. Yeah. I've never met a hot tub I didn't like. Never said no. Right. That is an amenity that you can search for specifically. And, you know, every New Year's, I feel like I stay at an Airbnb and you bet your bottom dollar, there's a hot tub there. You like hot tubs so much, you've tried to Airbnb just the hot tub. Yeah, that's a different That's a different website. Yeah, Airbnb will not just let you stay in a hot tub for the two or three days. <laughs> if you're looking for something spectacular, a little something special, something that you never could have conceived would be in a home you would own, go spend a couple days in one. Enjoy yourself. This episode of Family Trips is brought to you by the McDonald's app. You're on a road trip, you got three kids like I do, sometimes you realize... We need to get some food in them. They love McDonald's. And the only thing I don't love sometimes is getting stuck in line, especially when they're hungry, which is why the McDonald's app is fantastic. You just order in the app, pick your favorite location, select curbside or counter, and then head to McDonald's. Boom, your food is ready. Your kids are happy. The road trip is saved because it means no waiting in line, no dealing with lunch rush, just some hot and fresh McDonald's that's ready when you are. That is a VIP experience. Is it the morning? Do you want a sausage McMuffin with egg and a premium roast coffee? Well, guess what? They don't do it in the morning. I'm kidding. Of course they do it in the morning. They do it all the time they're open. It's fantastic. Order ahead in the app to save time. Prep while you're on the way. Excludes drive through at participating McDonald's. Copyright 2023 McDonald's. I have this weird thing. So again, I have three kids. So I think I should be the really busy one. Our mom and dad are so busy. I call them. They answer... 5% of the time. <laughs> and then when they do answer, they're always either at a dinner or to go. And they're always like, hi, I, I can't talk. I'm like, all right, geez, Louise. <laughs> it sounds it's sad when that happens. I get them on the phone pretty regularly and pretty easy. <laughs> So, okay. so we're starting to see a narrative. Actually, yeah, sometimes my hurtful. dad will call me by accident or I'll just see a missed call and then I'll call him back and he'll be upset at me. 
He'd be like, I'm busy right now. And I'm like, I'm literally returning your call. He's <laughs> like, I didn't call you. I have things to do. It happens some, I think like once a week that happens. <laughs> Nava and her dad are really charming together. They're very, very funny. The way they sort of like bicker and joke is... Um, Nava, why do you call him... You, you you alternate between like dad, daddy, and Tommy, right? Mm-hmm. Am I? Yeah. Am I? Yes. Yeah. Which I find <laughs> yeah. interesting. It's like I'm not, and there's a re, there seems to be like a an, an intuitive use behind each one or something. He hates I it don't when know. I call him Tommy in his presence. Oh, he does. He yeah. hates it, so I have to. I'm trying to unlearn it. When I'm thinking of him as like being particularly a character, he's Tommy, and my like Tommy's such a character. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm telling a story where he's being like such a character, I refer to him as Tommy. <laughs> yeah. That's really he great. Is. And he tells jokes like um. And I mean this in a good way, like he, like he's a hundred years old, like he's from a different time. <laughs> he's from true. a completely different time, and he really gets into it. It's yeah. so incredibly charming. It is so. I, you know, again, and I'm of comedy, and yet people, kids, sometimes will hear like their parents will say, "Oh, Seth, it's a comedian," and they'll come up and go, "Tell me a joke," and I have no jokes. Mm. I mean, mm. I, you know, you need to hang out with Tommy. Yeah, I can say I can text you some Seth. But that's what I mean. I'm like, I gotta learn because there's I feel like a previous generation is like they always had a hundred jokes. Yeah. They're like, yeah. what do you need? Give me yeah. a topic. Wait, can I ask you a question? I don't know if yes. I should wait for our podcast, but you mentioned you have three kids. Yes. I know the birth story of two of them. Yes. How quickly did the third one come? <laughs> oh, the great question. Yeah. Almost an Uber, uh, fully the lobby. And then because of that, the <laughs> our baby daughter was a planned home birth. Mm. Ah. So uh-huh. she was born in the bathtub. Oh, wow. Basically, the doorman said, we don't want to see you. <laughs> Stay <laughs> up there. Stay up. Don't come down till your child is a week old. You can press the button for the elevator, and the elevator is not coming. It's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> but I should say, and I know this is probably not the reason, but all of our kids have the vibe of where they were born. Like the middle yeah. one, if you said, which one of these do you think was born in the lobby? Like You'd be like, oh, that lunatic. He's the one with the zingers? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. the zingers. <laughs> And our daughter is the chillest because she's never been in a hospital, right? She never mm. had to be around those blinking lights and all that. Yeah. That chaos that I think as a parent, especially with your first kid, you like knowing that a nurse is going to come by every hour. But I'm mm. sure the kid hates it. Mm. And Definitely. so our, our baby daughter was born and just lied down next to my wife. She was born at 10 o'clock at night, then just slept through the night. Our oh, boys woke up and it was like Christmas had delivered Aww. They walk. We're like, I walked in. I'm like, yeah, I got something to show you. And they <laughs> just got amazing. to like walk into our bedroom and see this Aww. baby. It was the best. That is amazing. Wow, that actually is so interesting. My sister just had her second baby, and her second birth was a home birth, and that that baby's way chiller. Yeah. So mm. I think you. I think there's something to that. There is something to it. I wouldn't have had the guts to do it first. Mm-hmm. I think the order you want to do it is definitely hospital, uh, then lobby. Lobby's definitely number two. Because after lobby, when your wife's like, I want to do it in a bathtub, I'm like, do it wherever the fuck you want, as long as it's not. That's so funny. Penn, I have a question about, uh, so you have a a stepson you mentioned, and you have a son, correct? Big gap, but have you gone on vacations with both of them? Well, so Miami was the first time that we went on a vacation together. Because COVID was, you know, so like my work takes me to enough places where I don't feel like I'm deprived of travel. Right, but but if I really think about it, I've I've almost never gone on vacation. You know, I did right. it once when I was on Gossip Girl, and it was insane. Went to like India and Thailand and the Maldives, and it was like so phenomenally expensive. And I was kind of like, oh, I can't do that again. How long a trip was it? Did uh, you like really take a big chunk? No, it was still only like 
It was 13 days. That's a, I mean, it was a big chunk, but yeah. I wasn't gone for like, you know, a month yeah, or yeah. something. So yeah, Miami was the first, was the first one. And I think maybe that was why it was nice. We, we all went as a family, some cousins joined us and it was just, you know, not remotely relaxing with, with yeah. children around, but it, but it's, but it's restorative. It's something else. Yeah. We did when our kids were, I want to say four and two, we went uh, to Miami. So we just had the two and it was the same thing. It was like either February or March, leaving New York. Easy flight. Yeah. Spent the whole time at a pool in a hotel, you know, and I just said to my wife, this is it. We should never go farther than Florida. <laughs> and she's like, I agree. This is so easy. And then the next year, my wife was like, I want to go to Uruguay. Yeah. <laughs> and so not only, I, I thought we'd crack the code with Florida, but the next year we had to go to Uruguay. And uh, which if you can make it there is uh, exceptional. I cannot recommend it enough, but um, mm. it is not an easy trip. And you also had a flight get canceled and didn't you have to spend a night in the Miami airport? Yeah, we uh, were mm. nearby hotel. The plan to go to Uruguay because it's the same time zone. So you, you want to fly. It's like a long flight, but at night, no jet lag. So we like left New York at six, landed at Miami at nine. And we were supposed to get on a flight at 10 to Uruguay that would land at like 10 a.m. And we were like, great, the kids will sleep the whole flight. Land in Miami, and they said, your flight's been delayed 12 hours, which is the worst number of hours. Yeah. Because now you have to sleep in a hotel and then wake up, oh. and your kids are up for a 12-hour flight. And how old are they again? They were two and four. Hey, and it's the tough. most tired I've ever been. Also, it was March, and the only song my four-year-old wanted to hear, he wanted us to play music to help him fall asleep, and it was uh, an Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas album. <laughs> which is not what you ever want to hear. I love and that album. We it's love good that album. Yeah, it's actually on your mom's playlist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good. You know, if you're ever in the Pacific Northwest, just walk. <laughs> if you're a, a, if you're a sad preteen. Yeah. Over the river and through the woods. And so, but the other thing was I was so uh, tired and we were going back to the airport. I had a stroller that Axel, the two-year-old, was in and I looked down and he wasn't in the stroller. Oh. And we were, we were getting onto the shuttle to go back to the airport. And I said to my wife, oh. I don't know where Axel is. And she said, you're holding him. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was so tired. <laughs> and I was so, and I remember looking at him and I wasn't even relieved. Wow. Like I was, I couldn't even like generate relief. I'm like, okay, well, call off the dogs. Yeah. I wow. definitely in the last year recall a moment like that. I was yeah. looking for my son and was holding him. Is your stepson helpful at all um, as, a, uh, as an extra pair of almost adult hands? I mean, if he wasn't helpful at all, he'd literally be like, like resisting the human urge sure. to, be, right, right, right. <laughs> to, to yeah. have, to, to, to be loving and kind. So no, he's not, he's not, he's not, not helpful at all. He could be more helpful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could definitely be more helpful. But like you could, you could leave your baby by a pool, say, and have your stepson be like, just watch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's for <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah, if you had to run to the bathroom, not if like, I'm going to yeah. go see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got left at a party recently with a two-year-old, with an almost two-year-old. And uh, it, it was so fun to just sort of sit with her at this table. There was a lot going on, but her mother had to go get some water for the baby. And she said, can you watch her? And I was like, of course. And I don't have a ton of experience talking to kids. And I just spoke to her like an adult. And I, it was a baby shower. And I said, do you know that, um, you know, Ruth is going to have a baby? And she said, yes. And I was like, <laughs> okay, great. Uh, that's fun, isn't it? 
She said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she pointed at a balloon. I was like, those are balloons. And she said, yes. I, but we, yeah, we didn't really get into it. But it was. Uh, no, I think you did. Yeah. She's the next yeah. guest on family trips. <laughs> yeah. Josh is very good at small talk. She was standing on a chair and I just had my arms around her to make sure she didn't <laughs> fall off of it. And uh, and there were there were other mothers around who were sort of clocking that I was awkwardly dealing with this child. Yeah. And they were like, you did good. And I was like, oh, thanks. I had uh, uh, friends of mine wrote this uh, really good movie called Dumb Money, uh, Lauren and Rebecca. And... You know, our talk show right now, because of the SAG strike, we, you know, we can't, obviously can't have actors on promoting SAG work. And so we're, you know, getting creative. And they came on the show. And I've I've been at their houses, uh, at the respective houses for things like barbecues. And they were saying, it's so nice to see that you actually uh, see you working. Because all we ever see you doing is, like, chasing a kid around a lawn. <laughs> and I was, like, so nice. I was like, isn't that nice? I'm actually, a, yeah, there's one place on earth where I'm a big deal. Yeah, and, the rest of, and the rest of the time, I'm just chasing little these little dicks around. Yeah, but that right, I totally get what you mean. I mean, like I'm I'm like a full time part time dad, and it's it's uh, it's I think it's as hard as it can be. It's it's what keeps you sane. It is. It absolutely keeps you sane. It is. Um, with that said, when the uh, writer strike ended, I got to go back to an office with a door. I wasn't unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a study in a country outside the U.S. I can't remember which country, but basically dads wanted their wives to have like three kids and the wives wanted to have two. It was something along the lines. Basically, the, the men wanted the wives to have one more kid than the women did. And then the, in this study, the men were asked to like really be full time with the kids while the wives went off and did other things. And it wasn't like normal in that in that culture. And then. Almost all of the men were like, no, just two. Like, they all changed their mind about wanting an extra kid. Interesting. Although I've been saying, I think going from two to three is weirdly easier because, like, there's you have nothing left to give. Like, there's nothing. What else? Like, no, there's no change in my life from being a father of two to a father of three. Yeah. You know? And it was during, you know, the third one we decided to have during the pandemic. And I think we... We're like, you know what? If there's ever another pandemic, it'll be nice to have another set of hands in the house when we aren't allowed to go out in public. <laughs> just for labor. <laughs> just for just for cheap yeah. labor. Yeah. All right. So Josh now is going to ask our question, and this is I think these are going to be um, based on how interesting some, not pen, some of your lives have been. <laughs> <laughs> these questions are going to be better, better than usual. All right. So Josh. Fire away. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, I guess we'll go, if we can answer these in order, well, we'll see how we'll feel it out. But if you can only pick one, is your ideal vacation, is it relaxing, adventurous, or educational? Let's start with you, Nava. Let's go Nava, Sophie, Penn. Relaxing. Relaxing, 100%. I'd say adventurous because with kids right now, they're not going to be relaxing. Mm. Plus, we all know that based on your construct theory. What's <laughs> 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 restorative? <laughs> what is your favorite means of transportation? A train, plane, automobile, boat, bike, other? Mm, train. Plane, just because you can get to such cool places. Yeah. If you're with family, train. Train, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just something about it. it's more manageable. Trains are great. If you could take a family vacation with any family other than your own family, which family would it be? Hmm. 
Oh. Does it have to be one of their families? No, no, no. no. I actually think it would be your family. Guys. This Tommy sounds well, we like a No, he wasn't going to choose mine. <laughs> I'm not they, even they, it could be fictional. It could be fictional as well. It could be. Uh, oh, that's a could great be question. From historical. Well, a family was... without kids, based on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a really good question. I have to think about it. I, I mean, honestly, I, I would almost want to say the Myers family. It sounds to me. You wouldn't regret yeah. it. We'd love yeah. to have you. Yeah. 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 I want to go with you guys to Japan. So put yeah. that out okay, there twice. Good. Yeah, you'll join yeah. us for that. Great. <laughs> Great. Exciting. All right. And Sophie, we yeah, we've got too many people with us for our Myers yeah. family trip to Tokyo. <laughs> so so to if there's another this family like that you'd really like to go theme. I was just telling <laughs> I was just telling them on on an episode we had we recorded a couple of days ago that I'm like the nub of the family and that's like the joke and it's haha, it's very funny, but it's not. <laughs> I'm very important and yeah. <laughs> you need to acknowledge it. And this episode has just confirmed it. Now, not only in my own family, in my Podgrush family, <laughs> barely friends with Penn, not invited on the family vacation. <laughs> no, well, well, actually, we, we have room. We have room. I've looked and we do. <laughs> yeah. There's a roll away. There's a roll away that we can get. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind. I think, Sophie, this is kind of like when, uh, you know, if there is a fight at every bar you go to, you're the asshole. So, like, maybe you're the nub. You know, you're just, you're you're the one creating the dynamic here. I, think I don't know. So. Just, yeah. just, a, just a thought. <laughs> um, I can't think of any families. The only family I can think of in my head are the, the families in um, Modern Family. I think oh, I would good. choose yeah. one of them. I love yeah. that show. Yeah, that's, that's a good Yeah, answer. it's a good family. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd, it'd be wacky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something something would happen. If you had to be stranded on a desert island with one member of your family, who would it be? Okay, my nephew. I have a nephew named Zane. It's probably quite mm. cruel to take him away from my sister, but he's so funny and fun. We would die. We would perish immediately, but I would bring Zane. <laughs> it would just be a great time perish. for the five days that we're together. I like yeah. you're yeah. the first person who has seen this question where you think, in the hypothetical of this, you are taking the person with you. To <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> hey, Zane, want to go be stranded and so die? you're responsible for bringing them to basically be your company. Yeah. Um, definitely my mom. She would just provide so much entertainment. We can talk for hours. It'd have to be her. Helen. Great. All right. Congrats, Helen. Uh can I say my wife? You can. Yeah, no, you can. Oh, yeah. sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> David did not register a blip. The speed at which she said Helen. <laughs> Didn't hesitate. <laughs> and then, uh, Nava, you're, you're from San Juan, as you, you mm-hmm. consider that your hometown. Yeah. Would you recommend that as a vacation destination for a family trip? A hundred percent. I mean, I would broaden it to Puerto Rico. And okay. if you want to go, I can help you plan your vacation. Uh, I spent a year there during the pandemic. Like, I went back, and it was the best year of my life. I loved it. And I just rediscovered how gorgeous Puerto Rico is. And you uh-huh. use the beach so much. I went to the beach every day. I made up for my childhood of neglect. <laughs> yeah. I literally to went... that beach? Like, to, to the one you never went to as a child? Yeah, I walked mm-hmm. on it every single day. I, don't think, I think I missed one day Murky the whole beach. year. And yeah. you would tell people, you're like, I grew up here. And they're like, how come we're just seeing you now? <laughs> First time... <laughs> Sophie, what do you consider as your hometown where you're from since you bounced around? So is it Beijing? Yeah, I guess I could say Beijing. I would recommend Beijing as a place to visit only if you know people who live there. Like oh, you, okay. I don't think you should go 
purely as a tourist or if you would have answered educational to the first question then right. go to beijing yeah that's yeah. very good and pen where's your it's tacoma <laughs> that it was it was not tacoma actually it was just like the closest town it was it was Tiger Mountain. It was like this mountain where we lived. Tiger Mountain sounds like a amusement park ride. Yeah. But probably not that much fun. (laughs) But I bet it's beautiful. Would you recommend Tiger Mountain as a vacation destination? It it wouldn't make sense as a vacation destination. But I would say the Northwest, if you go to places on the Olympic Peninsula, I mean, there there are rainforests that are like dripping in moss and it's gorgeous. I mean, it is... It is a really, really, really stunning natural beauty. The ocean there is, um, it's very cold, so cold that it like makes you sort of shudder as you get in and out. But I mean, the beaches, they're stony, but again, gorgeous. It's like a, it's like a severe beauty, but you know, Olympic Peninsula, Seattle, that whole, it's, it's very special. All right, great. All right. I like that you guys kind of went three for three there. It does happen where people are like, absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> don't know yeah. hard, hard no alright and then Seth has our finishing questions first part of this two part maybe question have you been to the Grand Canyon I lived in Arizona for a couple of years so every time anyone would come visit me so I've been more times than I care to okay I have been once just recently like a few months ago I went to the okay. Grand Canyon I have only been once I went with uh, when our littlest was three months old we were driving across country uh, during COVID to go shoot the third season of my show. So it was a little chaotic. It was stunning. I could not believe it. Okay, because that was the follow-up is, is it worth it? Yes. Yes. I, I, Absolutely I, 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 I actually was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I, I think absolutely not. I really that was my hot, that's like my hot take is the Grand Canyon. We we did go to the North Rim, which I hear is not like the best part to go to. Um, but it's like Navas Beach. Yeah, we went. It's the Navas Beach of Arizona's or the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's murky. <laughs> we went on a road trip in the Southwest, and the Southwest has so much to offer, and there was so many cooler things. But we did find. At the trailhead, the bathroom, someone had left their gun, fully loaded gun, whoa, in the bathroom, just like at you know waist height. Wow, um, gosh, that was the you only interesting thing that happened at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, how long yeah. did you spend there? Uh, a couple Not hours. Not in the bathroom, but yeah. with the gun. It. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hours. A couple hours. But I just think there's so many beautiful places. Bryce Canyon, stunning. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lake Powell, incredible. So many mm-hmm. beautiful parts. The Grand Canyon's not on my top. This is the worst answer for the <laughs> Grand Canyon's PR. No, just for the Grand Canyon's yeah, the PR. Because you're the, the fact that you're pro Canyon, yeah. just not the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You're like, look, I don't dislike canyons. It's true. Just if if you're gonna check one out, Bryce is the canyon. But I really I I, I just like my experience was so different. I was blown yeah. away. I mean, like, I feel like I had never seen a vista so extremely grand and my eyesight felt like it was like a, I, I, it was like psychedelic to me. I thought it was just crazy, crazy beautiful. We were also there, by the way, for sunrise. Well, also we've confirmed that you've not gone anywhere in your entire life. So. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> 
Miami and the Grand Canyon are the two most amazing. It's time to get out then. Well, it's also true when he's like, I don't Miami's great. There's a horizon. You're like, yeah. where have you been? <laughs> I was like, you don't only have to stare at a wall. Like you can, there's actually like a sky. It's incredible. So happy that at the Grand Canyon there were no jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nava, you've been the most. I've been the most. I think it's worth it in two ways. As part of like a stop, as part of another tour of Arizona, like Sedona is beautiful. So like just do it all in a day. Or do one of those like hiking trips in the Grand Canyon where you like go down and you see all these like mm-hmm. lakes and things that other people don't see, but you have to be quite fit to do those. All right. I would say it's worth it. Um, great. Those are great answers. You know, really I should great. say, I can clarify. I'll just, I'll just say, <laughs> I was okay. not expecting it. I don't want to be the Grand only Canyon. one who's like pro, pro, pro. Grand no, 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 no. I was not expecting it. It was not a trip mm-hmm. we took to go there. So you know how the context gotcha. can make such a huge difference? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were slogging across the country during the pandemic with our whole family and our two dogs. Yeah. This, and is, it was a like, big, this is a huge walk back happening yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So all I'm saying is like maybe that contributed some. I was just, I mean, I was truly, I couldn't even. I, I was for days. If anybody asked me, I was like, "Have you been to the Aww. Grand Canyon?" It's okay that you loved it, Pen. It's okay. It sounds like what Pen's saying is it's worth going to it if it's by accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try, try not it. to know what you're about to see. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> This is such a delight. Uh, Nava, Penn, Sophie, the Pod Crush team. It's been <laughs> so wonderful talking to you guys. Yeah, thank you. And we're very much looking forward to talking to you as well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you. This was so fun. No, thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Ooh, Nava, Penn, and Sophie. Sophie traveled all around the world In the end, she's just a Staples girl Target and Best Buy was such a win Eating Betty Crocker from the tin Meanwhile, Nava was down in Puerto Rico Lived on the beach, but the water was too murky. So they drove to a different beach, to the whole other coast. And now with Penn, they hard crushed, crushed. Penn and Nava, David and Sophie. Hard crushed, crushed. Not really David, actually. Hard crushed, crushed. I mean, he works behind the scenes. Crushed, Ooh, didn't take it personally. Back when Pen was just a chubby boy, with his shorts made out of corduroy, Quicksilver wallet so cool with the chain. He was swimming, but there was some pain. He reached down, pulled the string, and then he felt a sting. Because that string, don't you know, it wasn't his. It belonged to a jellyfish. Just a baby one, but still not super fun. Hard crushed, crushed. Hurry, someone get pen some peas. Hard crushed, crushed. 
crushed. There are cups over there filled by Sophie. Hard crushed, crushed. He used me tenderizer and Vacations a are a construct, struct. Yeah, let's spend some puff daddy. Thank you to Airbnb for sponsoring this episode. 